Guys, what's going on? Entertain the Geeky here. We have level one judge, Kevin Freeman. Hey, guys. It's been a while. It's been a long minute. What's so funny, um, I did my first, like, real episode by myself the other day, and I, I re-recorded it three or four times. Uh, so I, I did one, and I was like, that's, that's dog shit. I can do better. So then I did this, like, 40-minute monstrosity, and it was like my thoughts were so sporadic throughout it. And I'm like, it all made sense to me, but there's no way any person could listen to that and have any idea what was going on. So I'm like, all right, I got to do it one more time. Whittled it down to 20 minutes, and it was fine. Good episode for what it is. I'm excited to have a guest again. I'm sure it just makes it easier to have someone to talk to and bounce the conversation off of. Yeah, you can riff with them, you know? Um, so you reached out to me leading up to the show and you're like, let's do the one chip challenge. I did. Yeah. So we're, (laughs) we're going to do that. I, I didn't know. So this is, it turns your tongue blue apparently now. Yeah. And this is the 2022 version. Just means it's the hottest one yet. Is that what that means? Mm Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. I've done hot ones. Let's pop these and we'll, we'll do this and then we'll talk about some magic. But I just think it's interesting that they come in a little coffin-shaped box. I, I think that's wonderful. Well, it was a triangle for a little bit, wasn't it? I think so. I, yeah, I think it was a triangle just in the shape of the chip for a period of time. <laughs> Jesus. All right, what to expect? Of one tongue takeover, two shock the senses, three surge of tears... Four, jolt to the gut. Five, voltage overload. Okay. Yeah, I don't think it should be so bad. So, funny story about this one chip challenge thing. I had a couple of guys that I worked with do it during work hours. Oh! That sounds like a mistake. The best part about it was uh, one of them went into the owner's restroom and was stripped down naked on the toilet, sweating, hunched over, just feeling like death in general. And the owner happened to walk in, and he's like, "What? why, why the fuck didn't you lock the door? And he's like, I'm so sorry, sir. And that was it. He goes, and then he shut the door, and I, I didn't even lock it after that because I thought I was going to die. He's like, and then I pooped like three times, and every time it hurt. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That, that pooping three times and having Ooh, it hurt. I think I actually got a bonus one. That or it's just crunched up. Oh, yeah, just crunched. Oh, yeah, you're just up. crunched up. Mine was actually missing the tip. Might still be in the bag. It's not. Oh, oh whoa, it was way in there. All right. Oh, well. They are definitely blue. Yeah, it's like black, <laughs> actually. We should probably snap a quick picture of that shit. I actually already got, got a little preview when I went to bite the package open. Oh, did you? <laughs> All right, well, are you ready? Yeah. All right, let's do it. Cheers. To crazy adventures right. with crazy people. Yeah, one, two, three, go. I'm not a fan of the flavor, actually. It's not good. There's so much fucking dust on it. Right. Like, that was the worst part. 
It was, uh... It's early in the process, mind you. But it's definitely, you can deal with that. Choking on all the dust. No, there's so fucking much on there. (coughs) Yeah, it's awful. And there was no build-up to it. No. It was just like taking a fucking hot load of Satan's jizz all at once. Yeah, that sucks. (laughs) Oh, now I've got the hiccups. Wasn't ready for the residuals. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I, I do a lot of spicy stuff, too. The heat's not awful. Like, I've done worse. No, the the worst part was <laughs> not leading into it and then having all the fucking dust fly back. Thank God for Mountain Dew. Yep. Not fun for the listeners. Fuck. <laughs> Ugh. Oh. <laughs> you know, I don't recommend it. No, fuck that. So let's talk magic. Magic is in an interesting place right now. (laughs) Oh, this is rough. Yeah, it fucking sucks. (laughs) I'm going to grab another soda. Grab me one too, please. Jesus. So this was worse than the Hot Ones Challenge. My mouth has gone numb. What about you? It's in my fucking throat. Yeah, that's fucking horrendous. Like I said, the worst part is not the heat. No, it's all the residuals for sure. Yeah. And then the flavor. It was just hot to be hot. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck that. I'm going to crack into these regular tortilla chips and try to get the taste Yeah, I'm going to get more ice. Fucking bullshit's like never ending. No, it's not. Gotta get another Mountain Dew. The regular chips help with the salt. Yeah, it just fucking keeps going for the sake of doing it. I crushed. Fuck them. Like, don't get me wrong, I like spicy stuff, but I also like it when it has flavor. There was no buildup to it, and I think that's the worst part. The w- worst part for me, though, is when you first put it in your mouth and accidentally inhale the dust. Yeah, that shit was fucking brutal, that part of it. Like, I remember that first breath through my nose. I was like, oh, no. Yeah, my dad were here. He'd make the joke about, now you want to eat ice cream. And then when you're going to the bathroom, you can y'all hurry up ice cream. I can tell we're on the back end of it now, though. Yeah. Three fucking Mountain Dews for one chip. Yeah, that was a mistake. I know when I have to shit, that's going to be awful. Our biggest mistake, though, was doing it first thing, not having conversation first. (laughs) Yeah, well, I was like, man, worst case scenario, that'll last like 20 minutes. Um, I may have slightly overestimated or underestimated how long that would take. Fuck, because we're 13 minutes in. And it's like... We haven't done anything but bitch and complain. 
Mm-hmm. Exactly. Fuck, dude. One more Mountain Dew. They cake so much bullshit on that tortilla that it's like never ending. Relief comes in the form of Mountain Dew and its citrusy goodness. Are you? Did you throw up? Yeah. But I can definitely tell I'm definitely getting on the backside. No, you feel the back end of it start to come around. Uh, and then and then you sit for a second. And like the punishment comes back. Like no. I, like I said, even if you enjoy spicy stuff, you're not going to enjoy this because the flavor is awful. There was way too much dust on the chip. That's how they make it fuck you up. It's like the ridiculous amount of just bullshit that they throw on it. It's basically dried battery acid. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I might actually rather lick a car battery. Yeah. Yeah, because that fucking sucked. Probably at least tastes like something. Yeah, there was really no flavor to that. Which is... Other than fucking hot, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm going to up my ice again. Now, I will say this versus the hot ones challenge. Like, when you do the hot ones wings, you start low, and then you work up to it. And by the time you get to the last wing. You probably already burned out your tongue anyway. Yeah, you don't even fucking notice it. It just kind of is. That was fucking horrible. Well, it's the spicy equivalent of zero to 100. I mean, for real. Oh, man. Ugh. I won't do that again. I won't either. That fucking sucked. We we both know that the, the worst is yet to come. I know. It's, <laughs> it's when it's coming out the other side. Well, okay, so now that this is, like, dying down here, and I don't feel like I'm being punished. Let's talk magic. So the pandemic did a bunch of really interesting stuff to MTG. It did. Um, And you're huge in that community. Is that a fat joke? (laughs) (laughs) No, that was a judge joke. But yeah, no, some of the more interesting things, uh, you had a lot of uh, things absolutely go bonkers in price. A lot of those were commander cards. Stuff that you wouldn't expect to go bonkers in price. Yeah. Uh, like, for example, Saison Perverter of Truth from original Kamigawa is up to like $40. That's obscene. Uh, but no, it's because for most people, only options they had for paper were Commander w- with a few friends. And right. I know mm-hmm. I was in that group where throughout the pandemic, I kept a very small social group where we pretty much uh, just hung out socially with some subset of the group. And so like we would get together and play Commander every so often, and that was most of our magic fix. Um, every once in a while, someone would have a box and we draft instead, but... And then the other thing is, Arena absolutely exploded... That's that's the crazy part, because that's just not the same. I can't get into it. I really can't either, but I understand it. 
for a lot of people that don't have as large of friend circles or just have more strict restrictions during the pandemic, that was their, their only out was that and MDGO. And, and well, yeah, I just, I, it's so hard for me to play with digital cards. Like I just, I, that's one of those things I've never really been a big fan of, you know, mm-hmm. but, um, commander, like I got a bunch of guys that I worked with into commander just because I was like, it's a casual format. You can go buy a deck for 40 bucks right now. And be good. Nice little pre-con. You'll have fun playing. It'll be competitive enough. Now, the um, one thing, though, I am saddest about was a lot of the sets, especially the normal standard releases, in my opinion, had relatively good limited environments. Mm-hmm. So didn't get to do those a whole lot like I normally would. And, like, that. that's, I think, the biggest thing, that and missing out, hanging with people. Right. That I think the pandemic robbed Magic players of. Yeah, I mean, not just Magic players, but fucking everybody that does something social, you know? Right. Yeah, um... There was uh, the commander explosion was fucking bizarre because of what that format is and was supposed to be and what it turned into like competitive commander blows my mind. I'm like, why is this even a thing? Competitive commander. I understand because again, that's one of the great things about magic is with well over 20,000 unique cards. There's no end to the way you can play it. And some people like the more cutthroat competitive games. That That's their thing. And that's fine. We had to, in, in my play group, we had to get rid of infinite combos. Okay. So, because that's basically, that's all we were playing for. It was like, it was a bunch of guys that made too much money. And it was like, okay, well, let's, uh, let's all build fucking $1,400 decks. So we did. And what you ran into was... A game where you were waiting to see who popped their infinite combo off first because they won. So we were like, all right, let's just, no more infinite combos. Your deck can cost $12 million, just no infinite combos, and we're good. Yeah. That's how we ran. I think in the commander decks I have built right now, I have two that have an infinite combo um, in them. One is just incidental because the two cards are just both good in the deck. And then... Actually, that's the same with the other one. It's just two cards that are incidentally good. Mm. Like, I don't try and dig for the the combo. Like, one of them is Spore Mound and Life Limb. So I actually have to have a way to break that infinite (laughs) combo, or the game just draws because it doesn't end. Right. Because, unfortunately, it's not a May ability, so it just keeps on going it's just click 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 yeah yeah i uh i had a shroom combo which is not like in competitive commander that's not like a super sought after combo just because shroom is expensive right um but you there's a lot of ways to cheat her out so it was just like okay well this is an easy way to do it uh and then there were other combos in that deck to make that shit happen with it was it was it was scummy 
It was scummy. I mean, I'll say that. But, I mean, I was playing a game just the other day where I actually had the infinite combo in hand, but I'm sitting there not doing it because I didn't have a way to break it. So it's like, well, I, I need some way to. Yeah, how do I get out of this once I start it? Right. <laughs> Oh, man, I have a huge burp that I need to do from drinking all that Mountain Dew. <laughs> it's probably not even going to be a fun one either. Mm-mm. No, man. Well, it, it, like after, because I pounded three cans really fast. And I was like, man, I hope I don't have to throw up from doing that. And now I'm like, uh, I feel that air bubble and I just want it out. <laughs> and it's like brutal right now. But, uh, yeah, <clears throat> I would – I had a bunch of cards that worked well together, like you said, that just so happened to make an infinite combo. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't necessarily play them. Uh, and that was one of those things that, like, once once the guys started to get more competitive decks and stuff and start to look up those combos for themselves, mm-hmm. that's when I had to, like, implement it. Like, okay, here's my infinite combo then just to mm-hmm. remain relevant. Yeah, I remember a couple months ago, the store I'm playing at now, they had an interesting event, which was called Gunslinger. Pretty much, I got to build any commander deck I wanted, and then you could challenge me for $8 with a pre-con of your choice. If you won, you got a whole booster box with a new set. They did not give away a booster box. It doesn't surprise me at all. Any pre-con commander deck? Yeah. But me being the evil mastermind I I was going to say seasoned player that you are. I took a competitive 1v1 list, added the multiplayer mana rocks, and went to town. Jesus. (laughs) And I was pretty much just playing mono red Karizev burn. Uh, And at that point, you're basically just playing by yourself. Because there's no way they can do anything fast enough to it, like, even compete. Just just to give you an idea how one-sided it was, one of the challengers even brought the old Ur-Dragon pre-con, mm-hmm. and it wasn't even close. The Ur-Dragon pre-con deck was good. <clears throat> it never really blew my mind like that, though. Like, I, most competitive magic, like... Most competitive commander, I can't see it being any good. Even if you're playing with, like, low-tier competitive man. You know what I mean? But it, it is still one of the higher-powered precons straight out of the box. No, that makes sense. I like the uh, couple of the D&D precons that just came out, the uh, mm-hmm. Commander Legends ones. Those were really good. Yeah, I think the uh, red-green one might have been fast enough to at least make the game interesting. <laughs> but... I want to say this was for the release of Streets of New Capenna, so we didn't have those out yet. Makes sense. I have to, like, burp or something here. I'm just waiting to see what happens. <laughs> I mean, you could always pound down another Mountain Dew. See if Dude, I will for sure throw up if I pound another Mountain Dew. <laughs> I have so much fucking soda in me right now. That's why I stopped after two. No, that was smart. I didn't do that. I was trying to, like, nurse them, but I wasn't actually nursing them because... I was in an awful spot. Give me a second. There was part of it. Oh. Come on. 
Jesus. Yeah, I'm never doing that again. <coughs> that was bullshit. It was. <coughs> oh, that was so much better. <coughs> Holy cow. Oh, I feel like a new person now. <coughs> I had like two pounds of air in my system. They were just fucking killing me. No, Otto. He just wants to be on the show. He does. He's obnoxious. He's actually, he's just excited because there's people in here. Yeah. <coughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I, I, it was interesting to see the turn the commander took. The, the price spike in commander cards was obscene. Even, like, just some of commander's staple cards, seeing the spot that they got up to. Mm-hmm. I was like, really? Couldn't believe it because well, they're not. Demand was skyrocketing, too. Because, like we said earlier, most people, Commander with a couple buddies was... That was it. Yeah, that was their option. Right. And it was cool. Like I said, I just couldn't believe it got that crazy. And, like, even, like, silly basic cards, uh, like your Command Towers and your... um, What was it? The uh, Soul Ring. Soul Ring cards, like, certain (laughs) variants of it. Oh, yeah. You're... <clears throat> like, obviously, they're rarer, so. But, yeah, so, like, I think there was one that was, like, up to, like, $200 or something. I mean, the. The Kaladesh one, I think. It's more than 200 my friend. It's been more than that for quite a while. What's that one at? I sold mine pre-pandemic <clears throat> for 250 Jesus Christ. I think now they're probably learning with 350 or higher good lord and it's just yeah it's just an alternate art for that card that was a really limited print run right mm-hmm. oh it has gone absolutely bonkers for this 425 keep going 450 keep going five keep going six higher seven higher it's not a 900 or a thousand dollar card 825 <clears throat> holy shit that's fucking obscene I mean I think the only version of soaring that's even more sought after than that one though is the um, the old J- judge promo with the original art from way way back when right I don't even think that cards as much though the judge promo is it probably I don't know what the judge pro- I thought that was only like I thought, I thought that was like hundred or two hundred bucks for that one. No, the, the problem is it's a very at this point it's an old <laughs> judge promo. So, oh no, the judge promo one is sit only sitting at about just under four hundred. Hmm. I mean, the Kaladesh one's really cool looking. You're not wrong. <laughs> It's really cool looking. So I, I get wanting that one. I just can't get $800 wanting that one. Especially when you can get a regular one for two. Right. Or just buy a pre-con deck and then you get to sell everything else. <clears throat> so then you essentially got it for free. Mm-hmm. That's another interesting thing that's happening though. Uh, especially in the last couple of years, several cards that have only been in commander decks mm-hmm. are starting to get way up there. 
Magic hasn't done enough, like not Magic, but Wizards hasn't done enough to combat the secondary market with that type of thing. It's like they, they'll do like Modern Horizons or whatever, but then they'll put exclusive cards in that set too. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? <clears throat> well, so the problem is some of them are cards that really don't do anything outside of Commander. Sure. Because like you have to, like they reference your Commander in some way. Right. And then I think the most recent one is the enchantment out of the black-white deck from Baldur's Gate. I think that's sitting around 30. That's crazy. What's, well, uh, God, years ago, it was one of the first sets of Commander decks. It was this black-white-green deck. Um, it was a Saproling deck. I forget, I forget the Commander that was in it. It was when they still did the giant... Size cards. This was probably in 2010, 2011. Are you thinking maybe of Caradoc? <gasps> maybe. That sounds about right. I thought that was more of a reanimator deck. Might have been. I don't remember. It was a long time ago. I just remember going to a bunch of stores to buy any copy of that deck that I could get because I could literally take them and sell the singles to like the fantasy shop and make money. Mm-hmm. And at one point, this is before. Mike Brodor and I became friends. He's like, you know, I can really, he goes, I can crack these packs open and do the same thing that you're doing right now. And I was like, okay. And he's like, I'm not going to buy these cards off you anymore. And I was like, okay. He's like, go talk to the magic players. And I was like, oh, all right. Yeah, I can do that. Whatever. Yeah. So we did that instead. Got the job done though. That hit my gut. I feel it on my insides now. <laughs> That's fucking, that's such dog shit. Voltage overload. I don't even know what that means. That's when it comes back. Remember? Oh, yeah, that's the poop. (laughs) One supercharged demon powered by the most electrifying peppers on Earth. Yeah, that was, that was fucking horrendous. But, But, no, I'm glad, though, we're starting to get to the point where Big events are slowly starting to come back. Right. Uh, it And it's actually, like, in-store play is coming back. It, it's interesting here in St. Louis, though, because pre-pandemic, we had something like 30 different stores you could go play F&M at. Mm-hmm. Right now, I think there's <coughs> maybe somewhere between half to... Th- two-thirds of them that aren't doing events yet or are doing far fewer events than they did before the pandemic. Right. And that's, you're, you're speaking just in terms of like F&M and stuff, right? Just events in general. <coughs> I have friends that have never done a booster draft. They got into Magic during the pandemic, only played Commander, and like you tell them, you're like, dude, a draft is so much fun. You would love doing it. And they're like, "What's it? what do you do? And I'm like, you get booster packs and just pick a card and pass the pack. And they're like, that's crazy. My suggestion would probably be to get them started with Baldur's Gate for drafting. I was just going to buy a box. It, well, a box of Baldur's Gate is relatively cheap right now. Is it? Yeah. What I think the- some places you can get it as low as 75, 80 bucks. Oh, that's not bad at all. I would totally do that. Uh Value-wise, the set's pretty bad, like monetary value. Right. Play-wise, though, 
super fun. It like I actually went to Command Fest in Indianapolis back in July. Uh huh. And I only did Baldur's Gate drafts all weekend. Mind you, most of my was Saturday, that was that by choice or was that, that was just because choice. that's what they were running? It was by choice. Okay. I mean, I tried to do a <laughs> double masters event, but just didn't get into it before it filled up. Okay. And, but had an absolute blast. I that, got that was just a good trip in general, though. I got Baldur's Gates packs at Christmas in July this year, mm-hmm. and that's all I wanted was D and D magic cards. So the fact that I got them totally made my fucking day. And I was driving home with my son, and I was like, "You want to pop these packs for me?" And he was like, "Okay." <laughs> Loved it. Christmas in July was good this year. We had our headaches, but yeah, it was different. Well, what was weird is last year Roger sprung it on you at the event that he wouldn't do it. Yet. He wasn't doing it anymore. And then this year, you just—it seemed like you just kind of powered through it. I mean, Roger was mostly a figurehead anyway the last couple of years, right? But th- there were a lot of changes this year. Like we had a whole lot of new faces, new venue. Yeah, a new venue, and there's reasons for that that I'm not going to get into on air. But fair enough. Uh, and it was not nothing against the sh- shop we were playing at in the past years. It's just had an opportunity for a bigger space. It was it was necessary. Like <clears throat> the old space, while it was cool, it's a fun little shop. It was cramped, man. Yeah. Like really cramped. We were starting. It was outgrown, like probably two or three years ago. So, getting that bigger space was like super necessary. And still, even the bigger space felt like we, we used a lot of it. Well, the the biggest problem we ran into with the space was the AC issues. Yeah. Yeah, it was hot. That 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 wasn't fun, but I can say that it's not as. Anywhere near as bad now as anymore, yeah. Right. But yeah, had a blast getting through Christmas in July, and that was actually, I think, three weekends in a row of something magic related for me. That's was badass. Christmas in July, a judge conference, and a pre-release. I'm gonna end up throwing up here. It's hitting me now. That sounds awful. Yeah, I'm going to. I I think I overdid it on soda. Give me a second. <laughs> That was, was it blue? Um, so the first little bit was this really dark green. <laughs> and I could tell that's where most of the chip texture was. And then it just turned into like straight Mountain Dew fluid. <clears throat> that was... It sucked coming back up and it was like experiencing part of it all over again. Yeah, you're, you're tearing up again. Yeah, well it like... The part of your throat that it doesn't really hit you in when you're doing the one chip challenge, it hits you in when you throw it up. <laughs> but yeah, so it was really funny though. I actually found these at a truck <gasps> stop that I stopped at just to go to the bathroom and walk around for a bit on my way to Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Well, I called my dad and asked if he wanted to do it with me. Then decided against it when I... Realized, oh, wait, he's got a pacemaker. This could kill him. <laughs> he would have been pissed. 
Because these fucking sucked. I shouldn't have drank so much Mountain Dew, though. That was my fault. I got crazy with it. And th- that's the thing that's hard is, like, you forget that it ends. So while it's bad, you might do something that's not in your best interest, like pound Chug. four cans of Mountain Dew. In the span of, what, five minutes? <laughs> yeah, it was real fast. It was real fast. It was uh, within the first eight minutes because I remember looking at the timer. And then, yeah, you sit there for a minute and you're like, God. Now, burping now, I taste the flavor that came with the chip originally. It was, yeah, it was like just fucking shit flavored. Hot for the sake of being hot. Fuck that, man. You know, like I said earlier. I like spicy, but I want it to actually have flavor. It has to. Like this, at the hot, it, so we did the hot ones challenge, me and the boys did. Toward the, toward the end of it, things are just hot for the sake of being hot. Like they're not enjoyable at all. Mm. That's exactly what this is. And it was horrendous. I'm not eating any salsa right now just because I might throw up more. I just didn't want to be away from the mic for too long. Fair enough. But yeah, that I was like just throwing up straight Mountain Dew there at the end. And it was it was gross. It was real gross. I don't want to do that anymore. But yeah, no what um interestingly though, back to Arena, the um, I think this most recent quarter was the first time that their growth had kind of plateaued. And I think that's because more and more people are getting back to in store play. Well, I, so I would not like for for me in particular. I there's no way in hell I would play standard anymore, with how the for, uh with how fast everything rotates now. It rotates the same as it did before the pandemic. I feel like I feel like because because uh, I think it was like three years ago, they ch- might have been a little more than that. They changed how many sets they do in a year, so you have a set rotating out more often. No? Why do I? Why did I think that then? It's still October's rotation time. Huh. Maybe I'm tripping, man. Because they have three three active blocks now, right? They're just smaller blocks. So we, we don't actually have blocks anymore. It's just uh, however many sets they need to tell whatever story they're trying to tell. Okay. <clears throat> but I think part of it is also during the pandemic... There really wasn't a reason to care about standard. Like, yeah, sure, people played it on Arena, but other than that, nobody. It was one of the you couldn't go to a was, store and play. It was one of the least played formats on Arena. Was it really? Probably. I don't actually know the numbers. You don't have the stats on that. I got you. But again, I I don't personally spend a lot of time on Arena. That would be really interesting. No, I wonder. I would just. I would assume. Legacy and Modern got a lot of play. On, on Magic Online, yeah. And then uh, probably Commander. Like uh, the shit that people couldn't afford to build. Mm. I don't know how Arena works, so do you have to actually buy digital versions of those cards? No. Okay. So you can build whatever deck you... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's for sure the easiest way to do it then. But... I mean, every, like, I would get on Arena every once in a while if they were having, like, a, um, hey, 
here's this special event where you don't have to actually have the cards in your collection, but you can use them for this weekend type of thing. I would jump on for that or every once in a while I'd jump on and do a draft just because I wanted to draft. <coughs> but I think on average I mess with Arena maybe for about a week when it around when new set drops. Okay. It's just getting in a couple drafts. Yeah, how is how is drafting online like that? Does it does it feel any different? Oh, absolutely, because you can't joke around with your friends like, "Hey, why why are you leaving me that this card?" Or just seeing someone's excitement when they open a really good card. But it's just one of those things. Yeah, take <laughs> that's that's one of the things. Magic is a social game. Like mm-hmm. as awful as magic players can be at times, it's it's a social experience. It could be a lot worse. No, it could be. And I, I'm not here's the thing. I've known a bunch of awesome magic players. So no complaints there. I've also known some that were less than fun to be around. Mm-hmm. So, you know. But there's far far more of the fun ones in my experience. There are, and there more and more of them are showing up. Well, that's the funny thing about like Christmas in July. I remember the first time uh, when Roger was like, "Oh, you need to do this event," and I was like, "Uh, I I don't really play Magic anymore, but okay." And he's like, "You'll enjoy it," and I'm like, "All right, you know, I'll do I'll do it." And like getting to do it, I was like, oh, "Okay, this makes sense." Like it was all the regulars from the shop that were cool guys. Made perfect sense. Mm-hmm. And like getting to play with them in that particular uh, scenario where you're getting a draft with just ridiculous cards, only a, a few different colors. Like that was a lot of fun. So, yeah, that was that was an interesting experience. And then having Christmas dinner there and all that fun stuff. It's a blast. I mean, it, it's, just a, it's just an all-around great event. It is. At more... Uh, more people should do it. Like, Wizards should try to do something with that. Uh, so, it's kind of funny. At a judge conference a little while ago, um, I was actually talking to someone about it, and he loved the idea so much. I'm pretty sure the first thing he was going to do when he got back to his home shop, I think in like Wisconsin, I think is where he was from, was, was, get pit, it going. was pit, pit, try and pitch this idea <laughs> to the TL. I don't know why they wouldn't. Like it's, I mean, it is a lot of work. The, I I think I think for I think one of the hardest parts about it is putting the cube together. Once you have the cube, I'm sure that part's way easier. I mean, it it's been interesting to try and update the cube because like one thing I did differently this year is instead of trying to do, keep it one in one out, I actually expanded the cube, mm-hmm. and I think that went well, but. Because it just adds that extra layer of, hey, I know these cards are in there in the cube, but are they possibly in the chunk that isn't getting used? Makes sense. That, that Yeah, that's crazy, too, having stuff that's just not going to be in it because it's not being opened. Mm-hmm. That's wild. But how, it, how do you decide what goes into it? It <laughs> takes a lot of sitting there looking at, is this a card that is just strictly better than something that's already in there or uh, like 
Is it a real difference? Right. Okay. That makes sense. Because I also, like, even though it's only got three of the five colors, it's actually incredibly balanced still. It is. Like, there's no one singular archetype that is going to win year in and year out. One, I, I think one of the things that lends to that is the draft format. If mm-hmm. if it was a pre-con thing, of course, it'd be easy to break. But being the format that it is, yeah, I think it it's extremely balanced. And that's one of the things that's exciting about it. Do, how, how long did that take to map out? So by this point, we're, what, seven years into Christmas in July? Something, something like, like that. that. And I probably have... Upwards of 300 hours as far as curating the cube and finding the different arts. Jesus. That's crazy. Now, sure, the the bulk of that was the first year. Right. When I was starting from scratch. But it, it does still take thought to update it. And it's kind of interesting. There's actually an event going on in a couple weeks up in Madison called CubeCon. Had I found out about it earlier, I probably would have actually submitted the Christmas in July cube because one of the contests they were doing is having a bunch of people submit their cube. And if you got your cube got chosen, you would have to be at the event and all that. But that would be cool, though. It, it would. But I didn't find out about it until well after the uh, cube submission deadline. When I don't know how much they would appreciate that cube. You'd be surprised. Would they? Because it's like, that's like, it's a, it's a special thing here. It's sacred almost. You know what I mean? It, Would they appreciate it the way we do? But the thing is, I also love sharing it. Sure. Sure. And I can, I can imagine like after you, you pour all that time and effort into it, like having somebody enjoy it for the first time is probably pretty rad. Huh? Like, uh, did there were a bunch of new players this year. Um, did you get a chance to talk to any of them after Christmas in July? Um, ev- Everyone I talked to had an absolute blast. Yeah, that's freaking sweet, man. Um, Old players and new players alike. Whether this was their first time doing the event or they've done the event every year. I talked to a few people that it was their first time doing the event. And they were like, this is wild. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah. They were like, have you done this before? And I was like, yeah. (laughs) And they're like, is it always like this? Every year. Mm -hmm. Every year. Ridiculous cards. Um Ridiculous Christmas party. Crazy combos. People sweating in sweaters. Yeah, dude. I didn't even <laughs> sweater this year. Because I remember uh, doing it at the previous location and wearing a sweater the year before. Because I did a, I cut the sleeves off of a sweater the year before. And it was, like, that place was ungodly hot. I didn't know what I'd be getting into this year. So I was like, I'm not doing a sweater this year. Fuck it. I was so glad I didn't. Thank God. <sighs> I would have died. I mean, I've never required anyone to wear their sweater the whole time. No, no, no. You it's just July in Missouri, right? You just do it for the sweater contest. <clears throat> it's still one of those things. I don't want to carry it around either, or have to worry about you know, where's my sweater now? I gotta get that. Nah, man. Mm-mm. Now, the it, now that the air conditioning thing is sorted, next year. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I'd totally fucking sweater it up. Totally. And if that's the same venue, yeah. The first venue, it, it was just too many people, man. It was so hot. Well, it, it's it's just such a small space. It, and well, and that's what I'm saying. It was so many people for 
a, you know, 3,000 square foot, I guess it was probably 1,500 square feet was the actual retail space there. Yeah, the new location. What uh, what was the old location? Uh, the old location was what? I thought that was like 1,400, 1,500 square feet. Uh, but most of I'm, it was taken. The building itself was only uh, 30 by 50 for the whole building. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing with that, the thing that made it like tight was the track mm-hmm. that was like prominent there. With that, with something that large and that small of a space, it's like, all right, everybody goes right here. And then you had shelves because it's a retail store. Mm-hmm. And that's when it's like, all right, so we all stay right yeah. here. And like I said, that, that was <laughs> one of the reasons for the change of venue this year. Uh, it was the main reason. The event's beautiful, though. It's so much fun. Um, my oldest, this is his. He's done it, what, Twice. I think this is his third time going. Second well, time yeah, playing. Yeah. Second the, time playing. Because the first time was when he, he was too young. And he, he drafted for Roger because Roger was running late. Yep. Yep. That's exactly what happened. Uh, God, that's too funny. But yeah, like the last year he had a he had a blast, and then this year he was like, he's like, do we get to do this every year? And I'm like, as long as they keep doing it, I think we get to go. Like I think mm-hmm. that's once you get to do this one, it's a pretty standing thing. What's crazy is seeing everybody get old. Like, because we're all, everybody that does it's getting older now. Like, most of, it, when it started, a bunch of those guys were, like, kids. Mm-hmm. And now they're all grown-ups. And those of us who are already grown-ups are, like, middle-aged and <laughs> shit. It's like, wow. And then there's Craig. And then there's Craig, yeah. Well, it's funny. Him and I graduated the same year, same class. Mm-hmm. Um, he's... He's a goof, man. Oh, he, he's great people. <coughs> he, yeah, he he is. He just still looks like he's about thirteen years old, even though he's over thirty. Yeah, even though he's thirty-three. Yeah, that's too funny. So he's not thirty-three yet. Oh, he's not. He's thirty-two. In t- his birthday is in January, I think. Okay, okay. So he's not far off. I'm I'm a few months older than him, I guess. Yep. Yeah, yeah. He is a he's a little spitfire. That guy. When he, I don't think he's gotten taller since he was 13 either. Poor fella. No, he's stuck at 5'2". Yeah, personality's huge, though. Huge personality on that one. So he doesn't need to be tall, you know? Um, well, what do, you, what do you see, like, for you, what do you see for Magic moving forward? And Well, uh, like I said, we're starting to get big events back. Um, I actually was on staff for a bigger event here in St. Louis uh, about a month or so ago. And that was a lot of fun to just be working a big event again. Because before that, the last big event I had worked was literally the weekend before everything went into shutdown. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it was good just seeing a lot of people because when you go to a lot of travel events, you see people that you pretty much only see when you travel for magic events. Right. And, like, for me as a judge, it's just another circle of people that you only really get to see when you travel. Makes sense. So. How long have you been a judge now? Nine years. So almost a decade. Mm-hmm. When are you going to level up? Because <coughs> that's, like, that's basically the entire time I've known you, you've been stuck at level one. And I know a few years back you were talking about, like, five years ago you were talking about maybe leveling up. 
Yeah, there there was a period where I was actively trying to level up, but I ended up just getting burnt out on it mm. and have have since figured out what I want out of the program and I don't necessarily need to be a level two to get what I want out of the program. What's it, what's it look like on the judge side? Cause like, obviously you go to a store, they hook you up with store credit or whatever. It all depends on the <coughs> store and like how well you know the owner. So like the current shop at I'm at, I actually don't get any, any perks really. No. Other than uh, like if I, like the biggest perk I get is when I actually judge an event, like pre-release, or, mm-hmm. or like a one K, something like that. Otherwise, no, not really. Huh. I mean, you usually the other than like they usually don't care if I want a snack or a drink while I'm there. Okay, but no, nothing big. But it's all I really need, like if I'm just answering a couple calls for commander games, now whatever, right. Are you looking forward to getting to do something like regionals again? I am. I'm also looking forward to getting a chance to play in something like that again, too. Hell yeah. Because I like playing in the occasional big event. Well, what's it going to be now? Is it is it still going to be a big standard event, or is, do you think it'll turn into something different? I. What What's the new meta, you know? Uh, P- Pioneer's actually been picking up a lot of popularity. Really? And I think part of that, because... As a format, it when it it first dropped relatively sh- shortly right before the pandemic hit, mm-hmm. and it wasn't super popular at first. But I think part of that was just the extra two years or so worth of cards being released. Yeah, has actually made it a much more interesting format. It's viable all of a sudden. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, there's a seeing all of the the different formats starting to find their place and like mm-hmm. watching like the the old formats the original stuff your standard and stuff really start to go by the wayside but um wizards is doing a good job at supporting a lot of the other stuff like that's all super interesting uh, the fact that they're um th- tailoring an experience to the community if you will i think we're going to see an uptick in standard uh in the next quarter or so but that has to do more with the uh, re- regional championship right. qualifiers than anything, because I th- think that's one of the formats for the next season. Okay, standard makes sense. Makes sense. Um, I mean, we're getting we're getting there on time. Is there anything that you want to part the listeners with? Hmm? Oh. As long as you're having fun, you're not doing it wrong. <laughs> there we go. All right. Well. Guys, you can go to entertainthegeeky.com to follow us on all of our socials and all that fun stuff. Um, also, we'll have some new articles and whatnot going up there. It, is there is there a way or a place that you want these people to follow you, or do they need to just leave you the hell alone? See you at the events. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. You can find Level 1 Judge Kevin Freeman at different magic events in the St. Louis area and sometimes other areas. If you get to see him there, you're welcome. And as always, stay geeky.